This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go. Topics worthy of discussion every weekday afternoon at this time here on the Oakley Show and our panel this Thursday. Familiar faces and names. David Wills, Senior Vice President of Media Profile. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon to you, John. Stephen Holliday is the Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 3 at Tobacco Center. How's Stephen? Oh, I'm doing just great. I'm glad to be in the home stretch for 2018. Wow. All right. You guys, have you already knocked off at City Hall? Knocked off? You can't. Well, the meeting cycles are over, but that doesn't mean that the work has stopped. Oh. We are forever busy there. Oh, I see. You but, guys uh, uh, quit December sixth or something, didn't you? Quit in quotes. You know the calls <laughs> keep coming in. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's been a long year, and I'm mm. looking to looking forward to 2019. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, sort of resigning yourself to the fact that it was a crap year in 2018, <laughs> and you're wishing for better days. <laughs> hey, look, the election's over. It is. I'm on this side of it. You I'm are. Happy. Yeah, you Four are. Four years of sunshine ahead. That's the forecast. Can't help but be. Peter Sherman rounds out the panel, broadcaster, businessman, and former conservative MPP. How's the Shermanator? I am great. The Shermanator is great, and I just put the violin away so I could participate in the panel after listening to Holiday. There you oh. go. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> Merry Christmas, by the way, guys, because I'm not going to speak to all three of you oh, before. That's that and particular to you. day, and I'm the non-participatory one. <laughs> merry, merry, happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, for the conservative stripe anyway, uh, some good news. I'm looking at this new Angus Reid poll that's just come out. And uh, for the first time since he won the election in 2015, Justin is not considered the best federal leader. You know who that is? Yeah, I do. Andrew Scheer. 33% of respondents choose him. 27% for Trudeau. Elizabeth May, uh, 7%. 1% better than Jugmeat. Your boy Jugmeat at 6%, David Wills. What's going on? How come he can't get any traction? John, what, where's your Christmas spirit hurting me that <laughs> leading with this one? Like, come on. Like, well, no, but you heard Holiday say 2019 is going to be a better year. Well, and, and I thank him for that because I think... Uh, uh, Jugby's got nowhere to go but up, and I, uh, you know, and uh, like <laughs> that's, I, I don't, that's a slogan right there. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to try and uh, what's what's the saying? You Rationalize mean? things. Well, you, you can't polish a turd, and this and this pole is a turd. Oh, and it's a lump of coal. The, uh, <laughs> I think that, you know this is very indicative of the problem that he's got in front of him, which is that you know that he's shut out. Right. The. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, Justin won't call the by-elections. They're, you know, they they tease him and he starts campaigning and then they pull back. Uh, that's not a good enough excuse, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is a real wake-up call. Uh, I think there's a lot of wake-up calls for everybody in here. You know, from from Sheer on down. I think for Sheer, it's like, yeah, people are people are interested in learning more about him. That's a good opportunity. I think for the prime minister. Uh, you know, he has been drifting for a while, and it's now like where he's in, you know, not just in a competitive position, but he's in second position. That everybody's going to tighten up in the new year because it's an election year. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to, people are going to start paying attention. We're going to see those numbers bounce around a lot, but nobody's got a bigger job ahead of them than Jugmeat. All right. Well, that uh, seems to be pretty obvious. I think the real wild card here is the 26% who said they didn't know. Sherman, I mean, uh, it still leaves this contest wide open. And as we know, a week or two is uh, an eternity in politics. So a full year almost or nine months, a lot could happen. 
a lot could happen. A lot, a lot will happen, and a lot can change. And I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to. I always beat the conservative drum, and I'd like to tell you that I think that Sheer is uh, God's gift. I'm, he might be. I don't know him well enough to uh, to be able to make that statement. And I think it's true, John, that most people don't know him well enough to make that statement. So what I guess I'm saying is that I don't think this is so much growth on the part of Andrew Sheer as it is people realizing that. Uh, they don't only have jug meat in an empty suit. They've got this guy who runs the country wearing an empty suit. And maybe we should call up your friend Tom and have him go over there and help him <laughs> fill him up. Because i got to tell you, there's not much going on in Ottawa, and it's scary. Right. It's funny because uh, Tom's place is almost like Ottawa. 20,000 empty, empty suits, suits on two floors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, Where's there the you rim go. shot? We missed yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we need something Sherman's playing the role of the tumbler. He's uh, warmed up the audience. Now here we go. All right. Uh, let me, uh, we'll just move away from that because polls, you know, really are meaningless at this early stage, but uh, just wanted to grind that, wills a little that, bit that on the sh- That should have been my line on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, thank you for bailing me out on One it. One can only hope in yep. a season yep. right here. Six percenter. Uh, one point back of Elizabeth May. Uh, yeah, all that, right. That, that's the part that, that was that was uncalled for. All right. Uh, well, the Liberals, you know, you can sense it's an election year because uh, they are coming here with a checkbook in hand, and earlier today, uh, Bill Blair, the federal minister in charge of organized crime reduction, announced new funding to stop young people from joining gangs. Seven million to the city over five years because they want to address the root causes of violence in youth, and uh, they call the program the Community Healing Project. And that will include uh, funding 250 young people to mentor or engage with other youth. And uh, I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think the root cause of youth violence is after all, Stephen Holliday? I mean, is the Liberal government going about it the right way by bequeathing the city seven, what is it, seven million over five years? Or might there be better ways of applying resources? Well, I'm looking to see what the details of that seven million are. We talked a little bit about it so far. Um, Yeah, neighborhood officers, I heard, was in the package. And uh, I've got a couple of neighborhood officers, which is part of the new policing model. They they work the uh, the 427 corridor. They're fantastic. They're making a difference. Uh, And I'm lucky to be one of the early recipients of this program. So that's really good. Um, The the other component there about trying to get to the roots, um, I do believe that uh, giving young people an opportunity to turn into uh, um, successful uh, people as they grow and not go into the criminal lifestyle because that's easy money is important. I'm not sure a couple of million bucks is going to change the world, uh, but if it's money coming from Ottawa, I'll take it. <laughs> and and I most certainly would say that this is on the minds of a lot of people. I know that going through the election, and I know that because I keep talking to people about it, and, and crime is a worry. So, you know, the Liberals are maybe going to tick up an extra percent in Ontario because of this work. Uh, and because of this money coming this way. So, um, yeah, it's not going to solve the world, but it, it is a plus for us, and uh, I'm here to accept uh, that money and put it to good use. Well, you said you're a recipient. What, in your ward specifically? Well, uh, uh, we've already got the neighborhood officers, but from one of the press releases that I saw today, some of this money is going to continue to expand that program. That means that police are, are going to be out there, um, and this is a specialist group uh, that focuses on particular neighborhoods, and uh, they work very hard and I'm really pleased with what I've seen in the neighborhoods that I represent, and I think this is a good program going forward. All right, so they're going to be embedded in the neighborhoods? 
Yeah, they 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 have a a tighter focus. You know, we've got divisions in Toronto, and you've got different layers in the police departments and how they work there. And then what I've got is uh, are, is a neighborhood officer program, and they focus on a very very small geographic area. And they spend a lot of time getting to know the community and getting to know the people in the community and the issues that are in the community. And they're given a lot more flexibility in how they police uh, in terms of the hours they work and and how they work. And uh, everything I've seen with what they've done has been great. Mm. And if this money means that we've got more programs like that, if I've got what I saw in that press release correct, then uh, this is very good for the city. All right. Well, let me ask David Wills. Seven million over five years, as described in part by our friend, the Deputy Mayor Stephen Holiday. Money well spent. Well, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. Stephen Stephen knows more about those programs than I do. I think the the issue that is not they're trying to find a a simple solution to a complex problem, and the underlying thing here is poverty. And you know, I heard you talking on the way in about. Uh, you know, single single parent homes, fatherless homes, that kind of thing. Hand in hand with that is poverty. Sure. And you know, I think the neighborhoods we're talking about are poorer neighborhoods. Poverty has to be addressed, and if we can address that, it's a long term fix. It's going to require some big political capital to be spent, not necessarily money, but all of these things that that pile up after a while, which includes minimum wage, uh, labor laws, all of these things, opportunities for people where you get away from precarious work, where they have real opportunities, that's going to be the long-term fix. And $7 million isn't going to do it, but I don't think that's what it's for. I think the the programs that he talked about is what that $7 million is for. All right. So when you talk about poverty, uh, let me sort of reverse engineer that question or the equation, because I was talking about it in hour one, and I was saying I think the number one root cause is fatherless homes and that the resources would be better applied to address it in some way. But you're saying, you're right, it's a, it's a gargantuan problem like uh you know that has to be resolved but poverty is a byproduct of that in part that's what the data seems to substantiate sherman you can help me i mean from your conservative vantage point uh, i'm sure you've addressed this over the years that you know you've got the family structure breaking down and it has all kinds of uh, deeper social or socioeconomic implications absolutely and and as a matter of fact something came up the other day first of all i want to say that that uh, both of my colleagues are right in in a manner of speaking uh, as much as i like you stephen holiday um you're talking with a, a few marbles in your mouth I, I, on the one hand because you, you're saying you know we'll take anything we can get that's uh, that's appropriate for any politician to say but it's not enough and i think that david echoed that and is also correct about talking about poverty as are you john so what do you do you need a bigger program than that the other Today, as I started out to say, TCHC, Toronto Community Housing Corporation, um, asked for 140 additional officers to complement the 160 that are there because it was disclosed, and it was the first time I saw this figure, that 30% of the gun violence resulting in death, in other words, homicide uh, by gunshot, 30% of that is, is rooted in Toronto Community Housing, and they can maybe not resolve it, but put a big dent in it if they step up patrols, and that costs 140 officers. I can see paying for a hell of a lot of that with $7 million, maybe not over all of that period of time. But but essentially what it comes across 
uh, as to me, is throwing money against the wall and seeing if it's, if some of it sticks. You want to get something going here? You're right, John. Get a program going that addresses poverty on a broader scale, and we'll probably all applaud when they pony up. Yeah, and uh, that's the heavy lifting that needs to be done. That's a cultural shift we're talking about versus, you know, again, uh, some symptoms being addressed, you know, like uh, policing, community housing. I get it. You can uh, work at it from different angles. That may be one approach. But fundamentally, when they talk about money or resources for root causes, you want to really drill down and get granular on root causes. That's why I'm submitting that it has to do with the family structure. And it seems archaic to say that because that's been a conservative mantra for years now, and it's uh, now considered trite or it's uh, old school. Well, I don't want to give up on the law and order component of this. And I hear what you're saying, Peter, about the additional patrols at Toronto Community Housing, but play it a, a step further. I wonder if we have, st- we, well, I can tell you, I mean, around council where I've seen the rules pass, the motions pass, where it's, you know, relax on uh, uh, tenants that have history of drug issues or prostitution or things that are going on, or where they do the unit occupations where they take over a unit and we can't seem to get the thugs out. And, uh, you know, council and others are passing rules that are, are, are not addressing these concerns. So I don't want to give up on the law and order component that we need to do to tackle gun violence. And I refuse to let uh, money coming into a program distract from that. We still need to make sure that the bad guys are going to jail. Uh, They are not getting out on bail and they are staying in jail and being convicted of these gun crimes so that there is a deterrent and a penalty for doing something bad. Let's come back and talk about the city. Uh, Money is needed for certain uh, pet issues and whether or not the city should accede to the wishes of uh, some particular groups. We'll find out from Stephen Holliday, Peter Sherman, David Wills in a moment how they feel about that. On The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll offer support to 1,350 participants. Like all other measures, they don't represent a magic answer, which no one has, but they form an important part of the answer. What would be most effective? Quite frankly, we are committed to doing the things that work. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.